Support Black Podcast. Meet Shannon, Cameron, Lauren, and Mel, four black women who are bonded by nerd culture as they discuss all things comics, games, movies, and TV. Join them bi-weekly on the Nerds of Prey podcast. That's Nerds of Prey, P-R-E-Y, podcast. A different kind of nerd culture podcast because they love you back. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and every place that you find the best in podcasts, including nerdsofpreypodcast.com. Check them out. And remember, support Black Podcasts. How's your mic sound? My mic sounds nice. Check, Check one. Check two. Check three. Rolling. Hey, what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You listen to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo. And I am the Batribble. Joining us this week is... Kira Schwartz, comic Yay. enthusiast and triple gem. There we go. Oh, look, you're nailing it. One, one of us. It's almost like I've been on the podcast a few times. Almost. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Let's see. <laughs> Somewhere, Brandon is fuming. <laughs> We're here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. It's a comic shop. Come buy stuff from it. Keep me in business. Um, so we were talking about Twitter and how we love when people correspond with us uh, via the digital age. Yes. And so you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Yes, or at cultpopgo at gmail.com. And what I love is that a lot of people seem to, they'll CC both of us together in the same email. So uh, if one of us doesn't get it, the other one will get it. Right. Because uh, I'm notoriously bad at responding to emails. So um, we were thinking of, we can also do a hashtag gutter talk, right? So if you guys are on Twitter, hashtag gutter talk, and that way we can bring that up. Yes. If you got any comments, concerns, um, no dick pics, please. Please, no. Oh, man, I just I just ensured that we get dick pics. Damn it. You sure um, did. Oh, no. <laughs> from you sure me. did. Let's cut that out. <laughs> I like to send myself <laughs> dick pics. Um, so Of course, we could, you know, get profile uh, pictures from the Richard Society. The Richard Society? Oh, uh-huh, God uh-huh. damn it. Uh-huh. All right, so it's gonna be it's gonna be that type of day. What do you want to start with? Letters? We've got letters. We've got, we've got lots, lots and lots and, and lots, lots of letters. Lots of, actually, we've only got two. But <laughs> however, uh, one <laughs> is from Ben Fiore. Oh, hey Ben. Hey guys, Biriac again. I wanted to chime in on the Titans debate. Oh, was there a debate? Well, I didn't think it was much of a (laughs) debate as opposed to a roasting that we did of the uh, DC Universe's debut of their... Live-action television show based on the Titans, yeah. As a skeptical optimist, 
I am still hopeful that the show won't be as dark as the preview suggests and will be giving it a shot. Mm. I am a bit put off by the fact that this will clearly not be something my kids could enjoy as existing fans of Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, and Young Justice. While my 14-year-old could probably handle it, my 11-year-old isn't ready for that degree of violence, so I feel that the team behind it is discounting a significant audience by going so dark. That aside, I will likely be plunking down my hard-earned bucks for this new streaming service in the fall, if only to see the new season of Young Justice. But I'll stay for the other content, including the back catalog stuff, which I feel was a smart move on their part. Personally, I'm not a big fan of the fact that everyone and their mother seems to be starting up their own subscription streaming service. I like that studios are moving content to streaming platforms, but I was happier when most of it was accessible between Netflix, Hulu, and maybe Amazon Prime. Having to hand over additional wads of cash to DC, CBS, and eventually Disney doesn't make me feel like cord cutting was quite the victory it seemed it should be. I presume... That your next ep- episode will discuss a bunch of the San Diego Comic Con trailers that drop. <laughs> so let me jump on that bandwagon right now to talk about my favorite new movie trailer, Shazam! Yes. Shazam! As a fan of Zachary Levi since Chuck and a fan of everything that movie appears to be about, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like the injection of good fun the DCEU desperately needs. That said, I was confused by the trailer as to whether this movie actually is in the DCEU. The trailers seem to send mixed messages. For instance, Freddie Freeman, the crippled foster kid, is first seen wearing an Aquaman t-shirt, which suggests Aquaman is a comic character in this world. He also has a batarang, which could go either way, but then the final obvious DC Easter egg was the drawer the drawer full of newspaper clippings related to Superman, which seems to suggest he is real and not a comic book character. Did either of you find this weird or confusing? I'm sorry for the long email, not trying to be another Christopher Goodnight, just a fan and curious about your thoughts on these issues. Feel free to pare this down if you get to reading it all. I'll be a loyal listener either way. Peace. Beardiac. It is a little strange that he's wearing an Aquaman t-shirt, but having not, you know, I don't have it up in front of me, so I don't know. Is it just like the classic DC Comics Aquaman logo? I think it is. I, I think it is. I don't know if it's necessarily a logo, but it's it's definitely a classic Aquaman Which is shirt. weird, right? It's not weird, because if you're figuring that this movie is after Justice League, yeah. then Aquaman... Just like Superman, just like Batman, yeah. has been seen out in the world. Yeah. And, you know, what marketing firm is not about to adopt? Like, yo, yeah, there's money true. to be made from it's this. So, he's, so they got Aquaman. Uh, I'm going to assume it's like they did in the comic book. So back in the Silver Age, I believe, uh, with the Flash and everything, uh, Barry Allen was able to travel back and forth between Earth 1 and Earth 2, mm-hmm. which had Jay Garrick. Um, and then the the characters in the comic book, the, the publishers, right, the editors mm-hmm. and the writers and everything, were, when they went to sleep, they were able to tune into the stories that were happening on the other thing. Yeah. So I wonder if after Justice League happened, 
there's a whole comic book company based around that team of superheroes. They're like, oh, we should make comics about this. And maybe that's how he has a hmm. T-shirt. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Right? All Same right. thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just taking a little, one step further. But that actually, yeah. but that actually would be more aligned with... Marvel, how Marvel handled it, because in back in their Silver Age, mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four more or less licensed themselves That's to right. Marvel, right. yeah. and so every once in a while they they draw Stan Lee or Jack Kirby in the comic, mm -hmm. drawing their latest adventure. That's I like shit like that. I'm a, I'm a sucker mm -hmm. for dumb. Yeah, I love that type of stuff. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and then, I mean, it's yeah, it definitely takes place in the DCEU, which is now called the Worlds of DC, I think, right? Is that, that was one of the big changes they, they made at San Diego? I don't know if that's official, but I think that's kind of like what they're trying, you know, like DCEU is there. better. No, the I Worlds like, of DC, is, it doesn't no. flow. See, I like, I, like, uh, I like Worlds of DC, and, I, and, and it makes more sense to me based on what they're doing. Yes, I'm just saying as a from from a marketing standpoint a designer, Worlds of DC doesn't flow off the tongue. Worlds of DC sounds like a Disney World theme park like yeah. side thing. Okay, maybe it doesn't flow off the, off the tongue super great, but I just see it. Like if I'm imagining it, I mm -hmm. see Worlds of DC a lot better than DCEU. I guess it'll be mm -hmm. shortened to WODC, right? WOD. WOD <laughs> um, uh, hope they don't blow their wad. He does make a good point, and I, it's surprisingly that I never thought about this about the um, the audience that Titans is like totally, totally forgetting. And here's and here's a good point a, a point about that. I went to a screening of Titans Go last week. Oh yeah, yeah. The movies. Yes. That's so cute. It's a it's a very cute movie. I'm not even going to front. I was surprised at looked, how freaking cute it, it was. Good. And and the the crowd I was with cuz I took my uh, my three nieces to to see it and there was a whole bunch of people there and they they absolutely loved it. Awesome. But in telling my sisters that you know I was going to be taking my nieces like to see the new Titans movie, you know, they didn't my one my one sister, she knew because she, her her daughter is a big fan of Teen Titans Go, so they knew about the movie. But my my older sister did not know about it, so she went to Google Titans, mm -hmm. you know, trailer, and lo and behold, you know, to get a trailer of the movie that I'm taking them to see, and lo and behold, that movie was the the trailer was the DC Universe, you know, the live action joint. Wait. Well, that is a terrible piece of uh, marketing um, synergy. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing I wanted to say in response to uh, Beardyak. Beardyak is, um, yeah, you, but you've got a bunch of, I understand what they're doing. They have a bunch of things for kids. Mm -hmm. They've got Titans. Mm -hmm. They've got Titans Go. I'm sorry, Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, Young Justice. Those mm -hmm. are all all ages or younger. Yep. Um so I understand wanting to make a Titans for another crowd, right? You want to you diversify your market a little bit so that for the people who aren't into Teen Titans Go, pointing to myself, uh, there might be something that I would appreciate. Sadly, I think they've gone the opposite direction. Not too, not opposite, but too far in one direction. It uh, appears so. It if, it, yeah, and again, it's two minutes of footage. This could be 
just the first night where they meet up and Robin's all angry and then by meeting the Titans he becomes a, a, a better you know character right. Right. Um, which I'm entirely all for if you want to because you want to start off somewhere and then have a point to go towards mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't want the Teen Titans to show up as I know them I'm okay with a little bit of work right? yeah um, but I it feels a little uh-huh. bit like People did not like Superman Returns. There wasn't enough punching. So then Zack Snyder showed up and put all of the punching. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Nothing it was like went a little too hardcore um, in, in the opposite direction in order to make balance, and I think it didn't work. So this is what that feels like to me. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the Shazam trailer? I love the Shazam trailer. I don't care about that character at all. Uh, <laughs> he is not a character that I've ever really glommed onto, but... And I also do. Th- I, people seem to be giving Zachary Levi Levy, that guy, mm-hmm. Chuck. They seem to be giving Chuck uh, some trouble about his build. Really? Because it looks yes. fake. Oh. Uh-huh. I, oh. I think it like enhanced by the suit. Yeah. The shoulders seem fake for some reason, and they might be. I don't really care. But um, every time I, all I can think of is when I see it is like. Is that is that really how his his body looks? Because that's that's big. Um, were they saying that like? For the trailer, or like were they saying? Oh, there was that like the, the pictures. The picture, the, the, the early stills. stills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the trailer itself is a bucket of fun. It's exactly the vibe that I, I would mm-hmm. want from a DC Universe movie. Yeah, well, I, I don't know necessarily that, but it's the vibe I certainly would want from a Sajam movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked the trailer. Um, Billy Batson is a really good character in Young Justice, which is mm-hmm. pretty much where I get all, most of my Shazam exposure from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's from like Justice League, the older cartoon, mm-hmm. and Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be like a character that's pretty consistent, actually, in a DC Universe mm-hmm. movie, which has not been like it's always been like a reimagining of some sort of the character. Yeah. There was a different version of him. That what they're pulling a lot of these scenes for the trailer and from the film seems to be from the Jeff Johns Shazam story that was going on in the back of Justice League during the New Fifty Two. Right. At the, at the end of every issue of Justice League, six years ago, there not every issue, but for a bunch of them, there were like five pages of a story by Jeff Johns and mm-hmm. um, Gary Frank. And what they had done there that seemed to have upset some people is that. Billy Batson is kind of a dick bag. Like, he's kind of an asshole. You know, he goes, um, uh, adoption, what what are they called? Um, He goes to a foster home. Foster foster home home. to foster home, and he's kind of an asshole, and then he winds up with this family who are all kind of great and lovely, Mm -hmm. and it, him becoming Shazam is what sort of turns him into a different character, like I was just saying with Titans. Right. Um, but yeah, this doesn't seem to be quite so in that direction, he doesn't mm-hmm. look like a dick bag. He doesn't yeah. seem acting like an asshole. I mean, he seems like a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it sounds. It, it looked interesting. A lot, lot more interesting than I thought it would be. I still don't like the new costume, but um, now, why? I think only because I liked Captain Marvel's costume or Shazam's costume, if you if you will. Um, as it was originally made with with like the the it was more of a of a jacket you know that buttoned buttoned open and oh uh, was it yeah 
Yeah, like the way that Alex Ross drew it uh-huh. in Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come yeah. is actually the way that it was originally presented way back. It was more. It wasn't necessarily a jacket, but it definitely had a um, kind of like a military style uniform yeah, feel exactly, to it. I like. Yeah, going into the, the whole captain yeah. thing, and I actually, and then his cape was more of a sash as opposed to a full length cape. Mm-hmm. And I like and I I just I like the the difference of that. Yeah, sorry, I had to go look it up cuz I didn't I wasn't 100% sure what you were talking about. And this Alex Ross painting uh from I don't know if it's um That's from when well that painting is It's when, from Justice, isn't it? I, yeah, it's probably it's from around that time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, that is real cool, man. I've always been a sucker for that. It's yeah. sort of like um pseudo futuristic but from the 60s like what the future people yeah. would be wearing like Kira said like it, yeah. it's, it definitely plays into the whole I think this what they were going for like that military yeah type vibe um I don't I, I, I like, just always like that I like his um glowing uh lightning bolt on his chest though I think that's real cool See, I don't like that you don't like it because because then that plays into like because now he's got like lightning all over him you know yeah. every time. I, 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 like that. I mean, I mean like he literally whole... forms from lightning that's what yeah. activates his powers I don't right? like yeah. it yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it? Not into it? That's cool. Not into it. But I think the trailer, man. I, but the trailer, I'm with. It's exactly what I want from future DC movies of this ilk. Yeah. You know, something, something. It doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to make it seem like I want all DC movies to be like this. Right. But it does speak to something about how I do want most of DC movies to feel like. And. That's what I like that Marvel has done. Mm-hmm. Not not that I always have to bring up Marvel in you know comparison, but I feel like Marvel has different subgenres of their superhero movies, and they're able you're able to tell different characters apart um, with the the look and feel of the different movies. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy has a very different look and feel than say an Avengers film or. Um, uh, who's oh, or Doctor Strange? Or Doctor Strange looks and feels different than, than Guardians. Um, when they make future Superman movies, I want it to not look like the future dour, Batman sad, yeah, Batman film. I was just like, you kind of said what I was going to say, like being able to have a subgenre story inside a superhero context. Like mm-hmm. most of DC's movies have been. Superhero movie. That's the genre. Superhero. Well, mad superhero movies. Angry superhero well, movies. I mean, that's, but I mean, like, that's the whole genre is yeah. superhero. Yeah. And it's not like, uh, like, Billy, like the Shazam movie. I can see, like, a coming of age story. Yeah. You know, like, and, like, that's, like, what Spider Man is. Like, a coming of age story. It looks like Big. Yeah. Yeah. It does or look like Big. big. Does look Tom, like big. Tom Hanks. It looks exactly like Big. Yeah. It does. But, like, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, ensemble comedy with a heist in it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, the, those are the the like narrative pieces that fit yeah, together. Yeah. Yep. But like every DC movie lately, besides Wonder Woman, mm. has been like just superhero bad guy fight. Yeah. Well, but to be fair, outside of Wonder Woman, all of the other movies that you have to go go by have been under Snyder. the same guys. Uh, I agree. Whereas Agreed. with Marvel, they have had different people on these different projects. So going forward, I you know you hope that right. that's the plan. They only, the, their problem was was that right after Wonder Woman, which had a totally different tone mm-hmm. um, and was a huge success, not only did they jump right back into the the Snyder 
verse, which was, you know, like, you know, very polarizing to put it, to put it mildly, but it was then doubly polarizing mm-hmm. because of it had to blend with Wheatonville and right. the two, the two cities just did not coexist very well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I was going to say I, I do like Worlds of DC, you know, maybe it doesn't flow off the thing as, as much. However, the reason why I like it is because I feel that Worlds of DC actually describes what they're doing better. Because, you know, yeah. if you listen to their movie plans, like, yeah, they do the plan to continue, like, expanding out this universe with Shazam and a couple of the other movies coming, coming down the pipe. Movie. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Like, the Joker movies, it's like about two or three Joker movies that are, there? are they're in the works, yeah. What's the, the one I'm hearing about? The there's one, one Joaquin that, Phoenix? And... There's one with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, but, that, but that one with Joaquin Phoenix is not supposed to be set in the same universe that as the Suicide DC, Squad. As Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh. So the, I, I feel I like they they're trying to... Them. So I feel like they're trying to set up all these other d- different... Okay. ...worlds, you know? Like, you know, like movies can just happen yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. They, they want. And all like, right. yes, there may be a stream of movies that, fo- that exist in a, a particular universe, but there may be also another stream or one-off movie that is just what it is. I'm, I, I'm, and if they do that, I'm like, bravo. I'm okay with that. If that's doing something totally different from Marvel instead of you know trying to follow in their footsteps. But poorly. <laughs> it, and doing it very badly, yeah. yes, very, very much so. Um, Biryak also asked us, and I know we were going to get into this, so we might as well, in answering his question, give our thoughts on some of the other trailers that that jumped oh, off with right, San Diego right. Comic-Con. Um, so, so, yeah, I think Shazam was my favorite one. See, was that your favorite? And I do, I love Shazam. Unless I'm missing one. But that was not my favorite. Because I also saw Aquaman. I saw that, Aquaman, too. What did Aquaman you? just felt like more of the same to me, of like the stuff that I don't care about. A lot of people liked Aquaman. I know. Um, and a lot of people are comparing it to Black Panther. A lot of the beats. But, okay. of course, you're, you're, I mean... <laughs> I get that though because it's a it's king. royalty. It's a royalty. There's a sovereign nation. Right. There's there's a there's a struggle for the throne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I'm not gonna give them too hard of a time with that. It's like saying, well, yeah. There's a a character who is one way, and then they get a superpower, and now they fight a bad guy. Like, all right. 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 Um, the CG looks rough as hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and this is me just making stuff up, but it it feels like. Maybe the DC movies weren't doing as well as they had hoped, so they had to trim a little bit of the budget. That's mm. that's what the CG says to me. Mm. Um, it feels like early 2000s Star Wars prequels, which was great in the early 2000s, but now looking at it, it looks not uh, not amazing. See, I got to... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kara. You were about to say. Sorry, one comment I have about the effects or makeup and yeah. Mira's wig. Okay, yeah. that, I was struggling with that too. Yes. but I went. She's an Atlantean. She, you know, it's the same. It would to me it would be the same as, um, I don't know, uh, an alien like Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. The hair color in the Guardians of the Galaxy because they sure, are a different sure. species. It ain't about the color. Oh, it's about the wig. Oh, the oh, wig just yeah. the way it sits it's, on her head. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't fit right. Yeah, 
like if it were, it's just not stop. It just doesn't look like it's connected to her head. It yes. doesn't. It, it looks, looks like it's a head. sitting on it. Yeah. It looks. It look. It, it looks <laughs> like a head. Who's, who's the hair dude from uh, Looney Tunes? Oh, he's literally just Gossamer. a giant hair, yeah, Gossamer red hair monster. monster. Yeah. It's just like he claw just climbed on top. Yeah, it looks like she's got Gossamer <laughs> on her head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that that did stand out to me, especially yeah. especially considering considering who she is supposed to represent in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. You should have your done, your due done, girlfriend. Yeah. DC wigs not having a good track record lately they don't have a good track record yeah i I just finished uh jessica jones season two and in that is a woman who part of the part of the uh storyline is her wig is so bad yes that jessica jones goes oh that's clearly a bad wig she that's not her real hair right and she like zooms in and can see the uh it's like that except not part of the story it's not part of the (laughs) story there there will be no jessica jones zooming in on mira see I agree about the effects. There was something about the effects that would, just wasn't selling it to me. And knowing, especially now, how late in the game they uh, a lot of these movies are still working on effects, yeah, yeah. I gave them a pass on that. Yeah. They they work until like the day, at, day before <laughs> they... Dude, yeah, dude. Until that it's hour. It's crazy. It starts in an hour. Just give me five minutes. Yeah. Um, but so I was giving them a pass on that. That being said, the effects reminded me of Ra- Thor Ragnarok, and I hate the effects in oh, Thor Ragnarok. I love the effects in Thor Ragnarok uh, because Thor Ragnarok literally looks like it is shot entirely in front of a green screen, oh. and that's what a lot of this looked like. And though I understand he sometimes can warm on on uh, on people. Jason Momoa just does not do anything for me when he once he opens his mouth. Yeah. I mean, like every once in a while he's got a funny line and I mm-hmm. guess he can get a line over every once in a while, but for the most part uh he doesn't bother me. His acting doesn't bother me. Um I liked him in Justice League. I feel like he See, but there was a little bit of, you know, just a little of him there. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, got he's, you you wait cuz When's the last time you watched Jason Momoa like above the title, Jason Momoa? Have I ever? Well, I have, cause I saw him. I saw him do Conan. Oh, uh, he was he was Conan. Yeah, he, in, he was Conan. Yes, in the reboot that didn't work. Oh no, kidding! That was yeah. Momoa. Oh god, I didn't even know that. I didn't oh, either. Oh god, yo, yo, Kennedy, Kennedy will drink Jason Momoa's uh, sweat. Sweat. She hated Conan. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Please shut up." I like, mean, yeah. his acting, yes, or the movie. Well, Bo- both. both. Okay, he both. was he was Cal Drogo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. had Very five weak. lines, uh-huh. exactly, and, he died. and, and just yeah. be impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, I don't know. We'll I, see. I wasn't a big fan of him in Justice League. I wasn't a fan of anyone in Justice League. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I felt like in Justice League they just took the the worst takes of everyone's lines mm. and just edit them all together. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Deli- delivery was weird. So I'll see what happens. So you seem surprised, Len, that Shazam was my favorite trailer. Was oh, there... no. I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. What it... was your favorite trailer? Oh. What, I'm, what else am I missing? What other trailers? Was there another trailer that I missed? There were more than a few. There was um, There was Glass. Oh, there was Glass. Yeah. Glass was good. That was good. And I was, and I was surprised that that was good. Oh, I wasn't. I'm looking forward to that. Against, 
against, against some of my past experiences. I'm night. looking forward to it. Uh, but I loved Unbreakable. It's one of my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movies. I loved Split. It was a pleasant surprise. And then, uh, which I literally only went to go see because of um, who? Um, De- Jeff Kanata. Yes. From Slash Film. And um, this, uh, I really want it to be good, Len. I really just wrap it up, make it great. I Let me have a little trilogy too. of great M. Night Shyamalan movies. <sighs> I want it to be good, too. And the trailer looks good. They got everybody back. You know, Bruce Willis looking like he gives a damn. Mm. So it, it looks halfway decent, you yeah. know. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. That was my favorite. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Because, man, like I was loving the, I was loving the trailer all along just like the, the destruction and you know girlfriend from stranger things you know she was basically looked like she stepped out of stranger things but i was fine with that you know but then they show the scene right at the end of the trailer when godzilla just shot his flames into the sky mm. and i was like i'm here i'm here for every bit of this and more we just watched the Godzilla trailer through the wonders of editing. Uh, the, I didn't watch it the first time all the way through. I gave up about halfway through, and I went, I don't, I can't, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. not going to care. Mm-hmm. I just watched it now. I'm a little more excited for it. I don't, I'm not a Godzilla guy. As, That's fair. As, as much as I've, I tried the, listen, I watched the best one, right? The one with uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, right, yes. That was yeah, like, like the, the, no. <laughs> the classic Godzilla no, that everyone no, loves. Oh my gosh. No, no, is that not, not, not the one? no, no, you, you leave your store. What about, what about the other one where it was like, uh, it was, what's his name? I Jason, Aaron, whatever his name no. is. Kick ass, where he's like, I'm a bomb guy. And then no. he spends the entire movie and then like does the bomb thing and doesn't work. And- but that that's actually not a bad movie because that one is still, that that's the one that they're building off of. Oh, is, okay, so that's the same continuity? That's the one they're building that off of. That was going to be my next yeah. question. Yeah, but, but they wisely have gotten rid of... Uh, Jason, not Jason Aaron. It's not Jason Aaron. It's Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Kick ass. Yeah, yeah, they um, kicked his ass out the fucking movie. Nice. Uh, the only thing I like about that was the last five minutes where there was actual Godzilla stuff happening. Exactly. But yeah. now they're building up, and now if you watch Godzilla: Kings of Monsters, they have they have amped it up. Yeah. It just, just looks. I don't know. I'm not a super Godzilla guy, uh-huh. but a real good Godzilla movie can get me a little jazz, and this got me jazzed. I don't think I've seen a good Godzilla movie. Oh, you know what? You, you, know, you know what a good Godzilla movie is? Pacific Rim. There you go. Uh, That's a good... No. That's where I'm at. A good Godzilla movie is Shin Godzilla. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I've I heard, haven't seen that. I've heard some mumbles and grumbles that are Shin good. Godzilla is a good good Godzilla movie. Um, there actually is a Godzilla anime, which the second part of has just come out on Netflix, that actually is not bad. And does that have anything to do with the continuity that's going on? No. Okay. No, it's totally different. Standalone? It's totally different. And it's actually not bad at all. It's okay. pretty... It's I'm not great at watching cities crumble. Yeah, that's that's a thing for me. Which okay. is a, like, a big problem I have with Man of Steel. Okay, fair enough. It it hits me in a certain way inside me that it makes me uncomfortable and and uh, does it's not something I enjoy watching. But Man of Steel wasn't the first. You know, the first movie like for a lot of people that really hit them on in that way with like buildings crumbling was Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I uh, remember that. Um, for some reason, I guess that was before 9-11. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> as a child, 
watching that. I don't think it bothered me as much. Yeah, when 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 you have now watched this as part of your news, yeah, and it's happening, it, it does put on a, a different context. Yeah, and I 100% recognize that it's my own personal hang up with mm-hmm. stories like this, but I just don't like I don't I don't watch any of those big disaster movies anymore, quote unquote. Yeah, I don't either. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care about them. Um, uh, I, I they don't just either. it's just like oh it hurts. Um, but this I, I like that there's a bunch of different monsters in it. I saw Mothra. I saw the dude with the three heads. Ghidra. Ghidra. Yeah. yeah, I think the name uh, Gadira or something like Gadira, that. Gadira, I think that's one. Yeah, and Rodan, I think is. Uh, yeah. So I don't even mm-hmm. know the names. That's how much I don't. I of, never grew of these up. These huge kaiju. Yeah, I yeah. Pl- I played a Godzilla. King of Monsters fighting game. Ah, huh. it was like where you just like fight yeah. each other in a big city. It was, like, it was on like the GameCube. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way I know their names. I don't watch okay. like any of the movies. Gotcha. <laughs> so that, is that the one you're most excited about, Len? I, th- I think that's the that's the trailer that I liked the most. Okay. I'm, but I'm I'm probably it's equally excited for Godzilla as Shazam. Okay. Um. However, that being said. You said it. What also came out is San Diego Comic-Con, and people are saying it's a trailer. I don't see it as a trailer. I see it as more of a collection, less a trailer, more a collection of scenes um, or preview. Let's put it that way. And I know a trailer is a preview, but for some reason I I see it as a little different. No, it's not different. (laughs) Because a trailer is edited to be like a thing. Yeah. Right. And I thought, and I think this is more just scenes. And that is the preview to Young Justice Outsiders. Right. That was weird. Right. Uh-huh. It was yeah. a bunch of stuff from the previous season. Right. And then you get some s- scenes, s- scenes of what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I and outside of the very beginning of those scenes, which kind of touch on um, Artemis dealing with the loss of, of Kid Flash. Of Kid Flash, there really is no other like through line in those scenes. I agree. That, uh, at I least agree. not that much. That I, which I'm fine because mm-hmm. you don't want to give away the story. Yeah. And and I'm I I was excited. I was I was like oh I am so here. Mm-hmm. But I just it didn't have that trailer feel. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have that trailer get you hype kind of thing. It yeah. was just like, hey guys, we're working on it. Here it's, you go. But you know what? It's almost as if we know you're going to watch. Yeah, it doesn't matter what we give <laughs> so you. So let me just let let you realize, like, hey, for all of those who thought we were going to come out in 2018, we're not. Yeah. But we are working. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. See? So please. Pay our bill and buy DC Universe. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait for our show to drop because we got to keep the lights on. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I totally forgot about it, actually. I mean, right, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Like, I would have been just excited as if somebody just said, like, it's coming. Release date. Here it is. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, whoa. See, but you know what? I, they are so smart not to give the release date on that mm-hmm. because there are tons of people who will only get DC Universe when that comes out. True. So now you don't know. Like I would never I would if I would have I wouldn't even tell. I would just drop it. I wouldn't even like promote mm. when they're going to drop it. Cuz as for right now, I don't want to get DC Universe until Young Justice comes out. <laughs> See? Like uh this we were talking about the streaming services before and like to get Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, you got to get sign up for the CBS. I looked on there a couple days ago like what do they have and it's like 
Young Je- yeah. they don't they have Star Trek and they have Young Sheldon and I'm just like oh no, no. yeah yeah I know <laughs> it's like I don't Ugh. I know and and you don't even have to like it's not even like it's not even like they pulled Star Trek from every place else because I think Star Trek is still on either Netflix or Hulu so yeah just, so, just, like, just... like all the other Star Treks mm-hmm. so like you can still get your Star Trek fix right and I would only be getting DC Universe for Young Justice. I would probably watch Titans just to like have you know if I already bought it. Mm-hmm. But right now, like I don't see me subscribing to just to watch Titans. Even though I own the the box set of the Justice League animated series, Justice League and Justice League mm-hmm. uh, Unlimited, they're going to put that on DC or DC Universe. I don't know if that would get me to buy it. But it get me thinking. I was seeing stuff on there like the 1989 Batman. I yeah. was seeing Batman Returns. I was seeing some Superman films. I that's what I want. If you're gonna give me DC, give me all of the DC stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna definitely get it. I'm definitely gonna try it out for at least like the month, whatever, mm-hmm. just to see how it. Because also you're getting comics with it too. That's you, the other thing. Yeah. And if that's, I, a if that's the way I gotta. Yeah. If that's the way I gotta be able to enjoy my old Wally West uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Right, instead of give, digging through my back issues, then yeah, I'll try it out. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what that platform is like. Um, oh, I uh, didn't know they were including the comics with yeah. the shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that, um, that's a big get for people. Like yeah, you said, yeah. you know, you're sitting there on your pad and you're just reading some comic books. Yeah, and you know, I own a comic book store, but if they're not putting out the Wally West trade paperbacks mm-hmm. that I grew up on that I would like to buy and read, then yeah, I'll try the digital version. Yeah. yeah, was that was that all of them? There was also one for Fantastic Beasts: Crimes of Grindelwald. I didn't even watch it. I didn't even know it dropped. I saw that trailer, and I, I didn't see it there. I actually saw it in front of some movie that I went to. Um, it looked interesting. I mean, it looked like more of the same. You know what I mean? Th- that series of films hasn't grabbed me the way Harry Potter did. No, I go mm-hmm. see him because I'm like, oh, it looks like cute, yeah. fun, and it's it's sort of like peripherally engaged to uh, Harry Potter, but I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. I do, I'll tell you a trailer that I did see that looked interesting. I saw this um, in front of Teen Titans Go. Actually, it was interesting uh, when we went to Teen Titans Go. It was a press screening, but but the, you know they definitely had other people like radio winners and everything like that. But usually when you go to those, they don't show trailers. But smartly because this was a kids movie, they did have a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, they also had a an animated short oh. about the 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 new like Supergirl Super Supergirl uh, Marvel team, like Marvel, Marvel Girls I mean, I mean not Marvel sorry, was, uh, DC Superhero, Superhero Girls? Girls right yeah because oh. it was like uh, it was more about Batgirl but Wonder Woman Supergirl and Bumblebee were in it as well cute That's it was really it was cute. it was a cute little joint but there was a movie they got an animated movie well computer animated movie come coming out. And I'm drawing a blank on the, on the title of it, but it's about the abominable snowman and oh. him like going to look for. Oh, it's called. I think it's called like Little Feet because yes. that's what they I call a the human. I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. call the humans Little Feet. And they, yeah. don't, they don't believe that humans exist. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty adorable. Yeah, it wasn't. It actually was. Pretty I saw the trailer. I didn't care about it, but I, yeah. I, it, yeah, I don't have a kid, so yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, my nieces love that. 
when, when, when I was young, there was a show called He-Man. Ah. And his, he had a sister. His name was She-Ra. And she came out with her own show. Yes. Uh, and the thing I remember, I had a She-Ra action figure. But I remember the thing I was super, super hyped for was um, Hordak mm. and the Horde, mm-hmm. which were her version <laughs> of like Skeletor and his bad mm-hmm. guys. Um, so I, I, I remember having the action figure and I watched She-Ra, but honestly, I don't remember that much about it. I didn't even remember that she was his sister. Right. But it was a children's cartoon, and they there were sixteen year old characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Man and, and Shira. I don't know if you know this. Were sixteen. Jesus Christ. Who yes. were drawn like Dolph Lundgren and Bridget Nielsen? Is that <laughs> pretty much right? yes? Um, in their forties, and um, so now, as with every single no. thing under the earth, yes. we get um, a reboot. A reboot. Yeah. And so I was at last month. Everyone was real hot under the collar about Thundercats. Thundercats, yeah. Thundercats, ho? No, what was what's it called? <laughs> Thundercats, go. I think it's what something it's like called. that. Something like that. And uh, so yeah, now Thundercats roar. roar. That's that? right. You're right. Thundercats roar. roar. That makes more. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. So yeah, now this um, enragement du jour is mm-hmm. this She-Ra because she looks like an actual 16 year old, uh, and under her skirt she's got biker shorts yep, on basically yep, yep. um and yeah there's a bunch of there's a contingent on the internet that's very upset about it and they're not she looks like a boy blah 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 she's mm-hmm. not and of course you know on people we got people on one side going they don't like it because they're sexy because you're not sexy and you can't jerk off to a cartoon for kids yeah. and then you got the other people be like no it's not that it's that she doesn't look powerful and womanly yada 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 mm-hmm. thoughts have you seen this I have seen it. Um, I actually, one, don't mind the 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 change in the design. Yeah. Uh, if for no other reason than if you're going to reboot it, let's do something different with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's go the other way and and let's make it a, a more uh, realistic, at least based on the story as it is told. If she's mm. supposed to be 16 years old, you know, then let her look 16. If she's supposed to be, you know, maybe have more functional uh, accoutrement mm-hmm. on, then by George, let's do that. Yeah. We are in, um, I hate to say it, but maybe a more enlightened age mm-hmm. and and i don't necessarily think it's more enlightened i think it's just that we are listening to more people's opinions than just appeasing the white man in charge yeah. as it was back in those back in those days mm-hmm. you've got your blu-rays that you can look at her bouncing bosoms left and right <laughs> if you want or or um or you've got the old comic books or the action figures but quiet is kept you're not playing with the action figures anymore because now all you're doing is collecting them and putting them on the shelves Mm -hmm. and if you're honest with yourselves when you go back to look at those shows they don't wear well at all no they're terrible really are pretty horrible um so that's why you're also that's why you're pissed you're also a little pissed because would there have been some things that have been rebooted that have worked such as Netflix Voltron. Yeah. That's worked, you know, by still blending a little bit of the old, bringing in some of the new, and making it funky. So you wanted to see something along those lines. Well, brother, this is along those lines. But they are also making this for the audience to whom that earlier 
uh, iteration was for. But this audience has grown up with, you know, parents that are two women or two men or or whatever. Growing up in a world where there are people more um, more uh, respectful for people for the lifestyles that people want to want to live people are are more open mm-hmm. about who they w- want to be and they're more realistic about what they want to put in front of their children yep. and i don't have absolutely i have absolutely no problem with them doing this i also don't have a problem with you having a problem with it as long as you're not ignorant about it and start coming out of your mouth Wrong with some dumb crap, with some dumb shit. That's when you've stepped on my cape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to add to that. That was exactly my thoughts. Um, I would just be repeating what you said. I mean, just one thing is that, like, it's kind of arrogant to assume that, like, the people that are rebooting it didn't love the show, too. Exactly. And didn't grow up with the show. Exactly. Like Noelle Stevenson said, like she like she used to watch Shira when she was little, and uh, like the one of the reasons she's rebooting is because and bringing back all the kind of stuff she's like posting her favorite clips from the old show and like mm-hmm. her, her influences, and her passion shouldn't be like treated as less than any other fans, you know, because exactly. she's making yep. the new Shira, especially yeah. since she's in charge. She is in charge. <laughs> she is suck it. the showrunner. Yeah. God damn it. Better suck my butt. Um, yeah. No, that's that's basically it, right? Um, yeah. I mean, but I mean, look, I I hate these, you know, like like keyboard tough guys. Always want to talk all all this bullshit, you yeah. know, behind the uh, you know the screen. So to a degree. To a degree, I um, am proud of someone like who's the guy that was on the Jim Jeffries show. I don't even want to tell. I don't even well, want to well, say. All right, name. then you. The diversity. I don't. I forget his name. The, it's, oh, it's what a, are y'all doing that? Come I, on. No, I honestly forget his name. He's okay, the, but who? I one hundred percent. He's well, the he's he the guy that runs the diversity and comics page on Twitter. All right, he is runs, it comics and diversity or diversity and comics. Either one. It's one, of, it's one of whoever that guy is. Yeah. He basically shows his face on there and puts a face to his feelings mm-hmm. about you know some of the stuff that he's put out there mm-hmm. on on the internet. Especially one of those most vulgar things he ever said about some called some some uh, comic book creator like a a, a beep. beep dumpster. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's that is that is so not cool. Um, but to a degree. I'm proud that he 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 took the veil off. Yeah. This is me. So does that so, so to Kira's point, does that maybe put him now on the the national stage? Maybe so. Mm-hmm. But however, it puts him on the national stage espousing what he is, what he is. And the truth of it is is that there's going to be people that's going to agree with him and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, that yeah, you're right, dude." And there's going to people going to be people that don't and be like, ah, oh, dude, they, that's just foul. And they're going to feel that way regardless. But now they've got a face to put to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and and I don't agree with him at all. But if you're willing to put your face to it, then I, I do. 
uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you that much. Now, you still need to check yourself, and you would, and you would only repeat that shit because you're standing there in front of Jim Jeffries. Mm-hmm. You're not standing there in front of the person who you're calling the sea dumpster or in front of their family yeah. or in front of a flock of their fans, you know, out on a street corner, you know, where you don't have security around you. You ain't repeating none of that mm-hmm. shit there. Yeah. Fuck no, you're doing it in this cameras, in this studio or whatever kind of fucking setup that is. And all, all over right? the internet. And all and all over the internet, but by putting your face out there, you have now opened yourself up to the possibility that somebody may say, "Hey, remember you said X, Y, and Z on the internet mm-hmm. to you know at camel camel butt." I'm at camel butt. Yeah. So, you know, I want to ask, do, would you mind repeating that so yeah. that I can be out here in the open air yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I could have provocation for yeah. putting my foot in your ass? Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, camel butt. Um, but <laughs> I, it's the, I always have trouble with this. I go back and forth. When you're dealing with a contingent of uh, the populace who are, uh, in my estimation, terrible. Right. And hateful and v- like a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have two options, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to combat this sort of thing. One mm-hmm. is to shout it out, bring them to the forefront so that people know e- exactly what they're dealing with. Right, exactly. And then, but, but then there's also the group of people who are like, well, no, you're just giving them more power. You know, um, uh, giving Trump airtime at all. Like when when he first announced it, I was like, "Oh, that's crazy. That's funny. What a what a what a nutty guy." Right. And then people started giving him airtime because everyone was going, "Oh, how crazy is this? Look at this guy. He's going to be running for president. What a dummy!" Mm-hmm. Look at everyone. Let's all laugh at him. Mm-hmm. And then everyone saw that. Uh, the, the other side saw that, and they're like, "Yeah, let's elect him." So, hmm. which wouldn't have happened if he didn't get all the airtime. If we, if you know, if, if not everyone stood up and pointed their fingers and laughed at him, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be president, I don't think, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I was like, what are you guys doing? Why are you? Why is he on the television? What do you? Why would you even mm-hmm. give this any airtime? So uh, some people think that if you ignore it, um, or at least don't shine the light on it, mm-hmm. then it takes their power from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I go back and forth, honestly, just in my heart of hearts. I don't know yeah. what, because the, there's the part of me that's like, no, rise up and fight it. Right. But then there's the other part of me that goes, yeah, but if you're rising up and fighting it, then that gives it just the just the act of fighting it gives it power. There's another way to like look at that. Uh, it's like instead of shining like like shining a light on them or not, mm-hmm. like you could also be shining a light on the people it's affecting, mm-hmm. which I think he tried to do in that segment where he brought in. Well, some- they did try because I saw um, one, one of one of that guy's, and I honestly don't remember his name, Comics Jim, and Diversity. Jim Jeffrey? No, oh, no, no. Was, oh, no. Comics and Diversity. Uh, one of his quote-unquote victims, the people that he had like, lashed out against, had is, is a friend of mine on, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, acquaintance on Facebook, you know. Yes. And um, they had mentioned... Like, hey, the, that show reached out to me and they wanted to do a piece, you know, with me talking about comics and diversity or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, or comics gate, whatever you want to call it, and I declined. So then but they went that, to to that other dipshit. I thought it was because. Nope. No, hmm. they went and got him after after she refused declined. to talk about it. So they went the mm-hmm. other way. Yeah. And got him. Yeah. 
So hmm. I think that would have been better. Had the, and of course that's their prerogative. This, yeah, this person, yeah. I don't want to call them out, but that's their prerogative. Whether yeah. they want to not be a, a national television show, um, and it, whether it'll bring uh, negative attention back on themselves that they don't necessarily want. They just want to make fucking comics, right? So hmm. I definitely get that. But um, yeah, yeah, it seems to me hmm. that they did try to at least one person. Yeah, but there's still like. A lot of people that I know that were not contacted for the show mm. that mm. saw that piece and were very upset upset about it because their day-to-day reality in the, the comic industry, I follow a lot of people in comics, Same uh, is that they have to block tens of thousands of people. God, that's a lot of people. Like, they show, like, lists of, like, the blocks and accounts and things like that. Yeah. It's just, like, uh, Mags Visaggio is one uh, that mm-hmm. I follow. Uh she is a trans woman writer of comic books. She's got a lot of different titles out now, a couple with Marvel, a couple with uh, currently, uh, Oh Shit, It's Kim and Kim. Yep. Is the new one. The that? sequel to Kim and Kim, it's Oh Shit, It's Kim and Kim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but the, when you Google Kim and Kim, sorry, when you Google Mags Visaggio, one of the first things that comes up on the Google search is one of these people, comics and diversity people. Mm-hmm. Talking shit. Talking shit about her. So it's... I, and so I hard. wonder, there is that scene, you know, and a lot of people mock it because it was a little heavy handed in The Last Jedi with Rose. And she says something akin to, this is how you, you defeat evil. You, you know, not by fight. Was it not by fighting evil, but by defending those you love? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the same thing can be said here. I wonder if instead of giving these guys a spotlight, what we should be doing is giving the spotlight to the people who deserve it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I don't think that, in my opinion, I don't think the he gave a spotlight to the guy. I thought he, you know, this is something that's going on. It, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with with this guy. Now, maybe would you have preferred for maybe somebody else to be interviewing the dude? Because Jim Jeffries definitely is going to play things no. for for laughs. But I fe- I felt that he was asking, he asked serious questions let dude's words speak for himself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then through his own commentary on dude at the end by yeah. like when he turns the light off yeah, on yeah, the guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, it, it's also hard because it's a different kind of situation. Like it's not like he's a, a guy, a white supremacist who like goes to work at some non-related thing. Like his job is making like content that is like he has that, like hateful, like he makes that. Uh, Do we know that that's his job? Do we know that's his twenty four seven? I have no idea. You don't know necessarily yeah. his twenty four seven. He yeah. might be getting some dough off of it. Not may yeah, not be his twenty four seven. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing I was I was thinking about by taking the veil off mm-hmm. of his face. He un- he opens himself up to possibly, yeah. you know, some retribution in his personal yeah. life yeah. in it, at his job. Who knows? This guy may work with nothing but women, and that's we true. find out that he's going around calling calling women. That, bees and sea dumpsters and all this type of stuff totally unprovoked that might have some consequences you know all right we also have another email from steve tozen steve tozen six million dollar triple as always love the show guys and congrats to thwip triple on his new location that's me thanks that's Uh, what triple you wear it well can i be serious for a minute if you must while I enjoy a drama-filled, action-packed comic as much as anyone, I truly love to laugh 
with a comic. Probably the funniest comic I've read in a long time is the just-completed run of The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl by Ryan North and Erica Henderson. Oh. It's filled with nerdy computer humor, hysterical meta-jokes involving real Twitter accounts, and a hero who really is the most powerful in the Marvel Universe because she saves the day as often as possible through unconventional and nonviolent means. I never thought I would find such a character funny, but she's hilarious. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. What's the funniest humor-based title you've ever read? Peace and Long Life. Uh, Steve Tozen. Steve Tozen. Stozen. So, um, funniest I, title. I knew he was going to ask that. Um, Do you want me to go first? Because sure. I got it. I got it on lock, son. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee by Jonan Vasquez from Oni Press. Oh. So yeah, man, uh, I can't remember. I, I've, I've never laughed the way I laughed at. I don't remember if it was Squee or Johnny. I want to say it was Squee. And um, he's the guy, if you don't know, who created Invader, Invader Zim, Zim mm. for Nickelodeon. I did not know which that. Which now, well, another thing out of SDCC was the trailer for the Invader Zim film that they're finally doing. Because the Invader Zim stopped like maybe eight to ten years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was one of my favorite. It's up there It's up there with um, Ren and Stimpy as far as Nickelodeon shows that I absolutely love. Wow. And, um, yeah, so he, he started off doing these black and white comics for not Oni Press is what I said, Slave Labor Graphics. Okay. SLG. And, man, oh, man, there was one in there. And I, to this day, I'll still occasionally, I have it on my phone, I'll occasionally throw it into, like, a conversation on Facebook or something. Mm -hmm. There's a, he's... On a date, these two characters are on a date, and the one of them really has to shit. But the other person is talking and talking and talking, and they don't want to be rude and right. and get up there in a lovely restaurant with candles and all this other stuff. And finally, he just um, shits his pants, and in order to cover it, as he's running, as he's running down towards the bathroom, uh, the shit just like. Spilling out of his jean pants. Oh my god! He screams, "Oh my god! Somebody put shit in my pants!" And then runs down. Um, and it's so dumb. It's so juvenile. Um, and then there was another whole bit, and I don't, I haven't read it in years, but there was one whole bit where he was talking about if he was going to write a script for a film, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what he would do. And it, oh, I had to stop reading it because I was laughing so hard. Oh, but wow. that's that's mine. I would say, all right. I've got, in, in thinking about this, and thank you for giving me uh, giving me cover, JD. Absolutely. Uh, I've come up with about a good three. Oh, but wow. one is not pro is probably disqualified. So, uh, mouse. <laughs> oh darn it! Four. No, uh, no, not mouse. Um, but. The first one to come to my mind is The Fix by Nick Spencer. Yeah, man. And what, Steve Lieber, right? Steve Lieber. Oof. Which, and I, I've always been a Steve Lieber fan, but this is the best Steve Lieber yeah. I, I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's funny. It's a crime comic, but it's but it's a comedy first. It's about crooked cops, scheming mobsters, corrupt politicians, and a drug-sniffing dog named Pretzels. Mm -hmm. It is laugh out loud funny it is everything like if you're a movie fan if you like nice guys if uh if you liked um kiss kiss bang bang kiss kiss bang bang if you like the uh what's that other movie the other guys mm -hmm. um 
this is this comic is better mm-hmm. than all of them. I 100% agree. It is so fucking fantastic. Um, if I may, he's the gentleman, Nick Spencer, who's writing Amazing Spider-Man right now. And the reason I was so excited for that, despite the Hydra Cap thing, Secret Empire. Which he also be- wrote. Yeah, because he, um, the fix, that's the other thing I do, is if someone likes the fix, I give them the superior foes of Spider-Man. I saw that because you did that to someone who sent you an email. Yes, Anthony D. Yes. So, anyway, go ahead. Uh, Anthony, well, do, do, no, t- t- tell that story real quick about Anthony. Oh, it's just nice. I got an email from Anthony D, and I will share it with you now. It's an email within an email. Let's see if I can bring it up quickly enough. Um, Anthony D, who had stopped into the store yeah. after listening to the show, and then he talked about being an expensive fan, um, and you turned him on to Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And he appreciated it so much, because he had just said off the cuff that he enjoyed this one writer. I said, right. well, if you like this, pal, take this. Right. And he took it home, and he loved it. So now he's going to order, even though, he's in, email. even though he's in Connecticut... He's ordering the other three from me, which is very nice. That's very um, nice. So I couldn't find the email quickly enough, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So so the fix is like yeah you know, yeah you have to get the fix. I think there's there's two volumes out right now, mm-hmm. and I think that I, I don't know if there's going to be a third one because actually I I have number number two, mm-hmm. and it's in my pile of to, to get twos to, to yeah. get twos. Yeah. Um, but it it'll get to probably like I said I think I I mentioned here before like I'm going on a cruise in December. Yeah. And like. I, Against my girlfriend's better wishes, I'm loading up with like a whole bunch of trades. Nice. I'm gonna be sitting by the pool reading. Um, so, so this, but then thinking back, okay, but what was a comic book that I read that just I laughed out loud funny at, like next to the next to the fix? So that is kind of recent. Mm-hmm. And two came to my mind. One was the original run, which dates back over ten years. Of Quantum and Woody. Oh, yeah. That was good. Quantum and Woody, which was about these two... Christopher Priest. Christopher Priest. Um, these two friends who just... I, I forget exactly how they became like crime fighters or superheroes. You know, Weren't they brothers? Yeah, I think they were like brothers. Even and though one is black and one is yeah, one is black and one is white. But they're, they, they're, they're brothers in a way. And I can't remember the... Fix of it, but it was just it was just knockout crazy, stupid, funny. They wound up getting like a pet goat that yeah. runs around with them and stuff, and like it had become a thing. I think they were an Image comic. Valiant was it Valiant? It was okay, Valiant. yeah, you're right because it was the one Valiant comic I bought because mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything else Valiant. Yeah, man, I like same here. I didn't read any of that other Valiant stuff. Yeah, but I love Quantum and Woody. I love Quantum and Woody. They had no powers, even though the one brother ran around in this huge cape. Yeah, that yeah. made absolutely because no he loves superheroes. Because he loves superheroes so yeah, much. Yeah, and they so. got these power bands. They had a certain kind of power. Yeah, um, and they had these. They each had one armband. Right, and they had to clang them together in to order do to anything. not dissipate into nothingness or yeah, explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. real, it was real, but it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, and then, singularly, the best thing that I have ever read that makes me crack up time and time again, every time I return to it, it's not a comic, but it's comic related, and that is the complete Calvin and Hobbes. 
Hmm. Nice. Okay. My God, Calvin and Hobbes. I could just crack it open to any page. Read it within five pages. I am full of tears of joy. Yeah. I love that. What comic a, strip I can't, so much. I'm ashamed of myself for not even thinking of Calvin and Hobbes, man. That is my number one all-time comic strip. Yes. It will. It will always be. Um, yes. Bill Watterson's work on that was amazing. The- Despite. But I'm sorry, it didn't occur to me until, but we, since we have this conversation a lot on the show, it didn't occur to me until someone recently pointed it out. No black characters. True. Ever. Because I think the, the article I was reading was someone kind of discussing how to draw black characters in a comic strip. Mm-hmm. Do you add, because it's black and white. So yeah. do you add Zip-A-Tone? You don't want to fill them in completely black with ink. You yes. know what I mean? Like, what, what's the best way to, to do um, a dark-skinned character? Right. And they had mentioned, like, he was, like, looking around, looking around. He's like... Not a single one in Calvin and Hobbes. No, but it makes sense in Calvin and Hobbes because Calvin and Hobbes is not about Calvin and his friends. Mm-hmm. Very sparingly would you see friends, and even then yeah. it was just the one girl usually. Yeah, it really was about him and his family and his imagination mm-hmm. and the adventures he would go on in, in there. Yeah, man, it was so, so good. Uh, I mean. Calvin and Hobbes is so fucking good, and like every once in a while, I'll go look at the other quote-unquote great comic strips mm-hmm. to see how they compare to Calvin Hobbes and there are some good good ones yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't and and I don't count like the really great adventure ones from the day because mm. you one you just can't draw them any like that anymore um, and they really were just comic book pages yeah but nothing Pogo Peanuts none of them stand up to Calvin and Hobbes Kira. 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 Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I have two, I think, that I would say are pretty, you know, made me laugh out loud. Uh, Giant Days. Ah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a nice little slice of life, and there's, like, little moments in it that really have a lot of payoff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The Adventure Zone graphic novel. Just came oh, out as that's well. right. Adventure oh. Zone is a podcast by um, the the McElroy brothers. McElroy brothers, Mabim Bam, my brother, my brother, and me, and their dad, and their dad, <laughs> and they do a D and D podcast together. So um, yeah, they just came out with a graphic novel detailing their the their first adventure. Here there be Gerblins. Hmm. and I'm Cute very man. excited to read it because I. Was driving around listening to this podcast, and I was crack. I was losing my shit, was cracking <laughs> up. It was so funny. Um, like at a certain point, I was laughing so hard. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this while I'm driving. Wow, this is this might disrupt my my abilities. But so yeah, but you read it. I read it, and it's it's really good. They maintain uh, the feel of the podcast. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed about the podcast is that like they have like more original designs for like classic D D or like fantasy style characters yeah, like yeah. the gerblins they look like little critters like they don't oh, look okay they don't look like goblins goblins Your or usual. like you know like giant noses kind of anti-semitic you know portrayal or whatever anti-semitic yeah i'm sorry are goblins historically oh god anti- do, we, do we have to go into that now is uh, wait <laughs> goblins are anti-semitic is that on perp? What are you talking about? That's literally the first I'm hearing this. Oh God. Okay. All right. Um, just yeah, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Just um, yeah. So like portrayals of like 
uh, goblins and uh, dwarves typically like big noses and especially in like even like Harry Potter like they love money they love gold and they're like stealing from people and it's all right yeah okay it's in disc it's it's a thing oh it's a thing never occurred to me it's okay okay interesting but, but yeah. this was funny but yeah it's it's really very funny and uh like a lot of the jokes that like wouldn't have translated into like in from an audio to like a visual medium like it's not as it's not like the transcripts of the show it's like a real adaptation it works okay. nice all right uh, I had one more I was going to bring up, and then I lost it. What? No. I lost it. It was Scott Pilgrim. It was Scott Pilgrim. It was Scott. Thanks, guys. Teamwork. It was Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, I remember really being impressed with that when I first read it. I loved it. I thought it was really funny the way he integrated uh, comic book sensibilities with video game sensibilities. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are, those are mine. I have mm-hmm. one other one. That I, that I want to shout out. And this is an old comic book. Um, it's from 2002. It's by Jay Torres. And it was the complete copybook tales. Oh, yeah. Uh, it followed uh, Jamie, who basically was Jay Torres. Jamie and his friend Thatcher, two friends with a dream of making comics. And it talks about how they would grow to... Um, uh, uh, it, it goes about their life, about wanting to make comics... And then revisiting that dream as adults. Uh, it's very much, it's funny. It made me laugh out loud. Um, it's about friends. It's about growing up. Uh, Tim Levins does the art on it. Who Tim Levins who did like a, a bunch of stuff on the Batman animated adventures. Oh, okay, thank book. you. Now I know. Yeah, now I, now I found it. Uh, it really, it, it really, I have it, the complete book. Um it's got a whole lot of 80s references in it, which will just tickle your funny bone if you're mm. a kid of the 80s, and I pretty much was. Um, and I, I probably read it like once every five years or so. Wow, all right. And I just fall in love with it again. Huh. And then another book, which is, it is Drop Dead Funny, but I love it for the funniness and for the romance of it. And that is uh, Tom Bylands or Beelands. Uh, true story, swear to God. Oh yeah, which is just heartbreakingly such a good, funny romantic comic. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. I've never picked it up myself, but I've heard a, good. A, a hopeless romantic like you would love that. Yeah, book. yeah. Yes, you would. I'll check it out. Uh, oh, one more before we before we wrap it up. Uh, we can't wrap it up. We still have another email. Wrap up this conversation, oh, man. I'm sorry. Jumping a gun. I apologize. <laughs> I said, God damn. I don't want Christopher um, Goodnight coming at my neck. <laughs> uh, man, what was it? Poops. It was one more book. It was one more book. One more it was, thing. It was, oh, it was very recent. It was last year. It was, a, it was an issue of Rick and Morty. Oh, um, wow. Which has a comic book. If you like the Rick and Morty uh, cartoon, it does have a comic book. This one was I picked it up only because it was drawn I don't know if it was written and drawn but it was definitely drawn by Andrew McLean of Headlopper mm-hmm. and Apocalyptic Girl fame he's very very good I love his art style and he wound up drawing the entire issue and I don't know if you remember in an episode of in two episodes of Rick and Morty there was the Universal Remote 
mm-hmm. and they were going to be able to flip around and watch TV from different dimensions, mm-hmm. different universes. Yep. And there was one called the Ball Fondlers, yes. oh which was God. basically the A-team, um, but ridiculous. And uh, there was, the entire issue was just an episode of Ball Fondlers, and yes. it was drawn by Andrew McLean. And I remember like having to, I, I clo- you know how you're reading something and you just kind of just like slam it shut because <laughs> you're enjoying it so much. Like get out of here. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it was that sort of reaction. So bravo. That's that was probably the most recent humor book I read. Well done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Email was... from oh. Christopher Goodnight. Yes, we have an email from Saint Sauce. Good night. Hold on. Put on your spectacles, your reading spectacles. Yes. Without them, I'm helpless. Um, That's a reference nobody gets. (laughs) I'll bring my glasses so that I have them. What is that? I I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. See, that's not who I was doing. No, no, I know, but that was reminded me of. Do you know who I was doing? So that I have them. Hmm. Do you know who I was doing? I was doing uh, Beardless Fly. Who? Fearless Fly it was an old cartoon. Oh no, I don't. Know. Who without his help, his eyeglasses, he couldn't. He was helpless. Oh, cute. And he would say that. Mine was the Jerky Boys. I know you yeah, were yeah. doing Jerky Boys. Where are we? Oh, <laughs> we're doing a show, Len. <laughs> Christopher, good night. How did Len know? <gasps> so during the closing of Black Tribble's Prime last Thursday night, Len gave me a shout out, letting me know that the most recent gutter talk with Randy was coming. The thing is, I hadn't said anything about where's gutter talk to anyone online. Was I waiting for it? Sure. But Len is really good about putting them up a ASAP, so I was trying to be chill. I was thinking during Black Tribble's Prime that if Len was in town for it, then probably meant that he was in town for gutter talk too. So still, I kept my mouth shut. So how did Len know? Has JD been poisoning his mind? Who knows? Gideon Falls is Jeff Lemire, not Kirkman. The other Kirkman book is Oblivion Song. Oh, whoops. Yep. Gideon Falls is a lot like Kirkman's book, Outcast, though I see how you could get them confused. Thoughts on the Teen Titans. Presumably, this is the Dick Grayson that's been fired by Batman just for some reason, so of course he is upset. My main concern is Raven's storyline. I'm so tired of hearing about her family drama with Trigon. I just don't care. But I will most likely pay for the DC service if I can access it on my Roku device. Uh, I am looking forward forward to the new season of Iron Fist. I can't believe it comes out in September. I don't think the business model Len suggested is good for comics or for comic shops or fans. A trade paperback is a $10 to $15 a pop. I spend anywhere from $15 to $30 a week on single issues. I don't see myself keeping up with as many series as I do if I had to spend that much time that much each time they come out. Plus, my attention span has waned over the years, so the idea of reading the whole story at once seems daunting to me. I'm good with actual novels, but I'm not big on trade paperbacks. Looking forward to hearing what you think of all the news coming out of San Diego. They just announced a Batman Hush animated movie, so that's my year made. Chris St. Saucy, good night. All right. So, um, just here's the thing. So, the thing, there's there's a sentence in here. Um, Len is really good about putting them up as soon as possible, so I was trying to be chill. Let's let's just use that all the time. <laughs> right? Whether or not it comes up on your timeline or not within within your designated time slot, maybe just be chill anyway. 
Yeah. Maybe stop poking JD. <laughs> How about that? Um, so, because uh, what he did, and I'm, I'm going to call him out. So what he did, you tell me, you tell me if this is on purpose or not. So uh, I, I had a very busy week. Mm-hmm. Very, very busy. Too busy to edit the podcast. I didn't even get to editing it till about, thir- I want to say Thursday or Friday. And it's not, it's not an easy thing. You, you've edited the shows. It's not just quick and done. You got to sit there and spend a couple, in an hour yep. or two. Yep. And um, so I hadn't gotten to it yet. So oh, you, and you're talking about spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Right. So I had done, uh, a, I think, oh, you know, we put up the thing on Twitter and on Instagram mm-hmm. from my comic shop. Hey, here's a little video of everything that's coming out this week so that you know what's going to be on the shelves. To which, at which point, always every week, St. Saucy goes, hey, where's the spoiler alert? And um, <laughs> this, and of course, this is like early in the morning on Tuesday. We recorded on a Monday night, so he's right up my ass about it. So then uh, I say, "Oh, not yet. I, I haven't got a chance to get to it. I'll get to it soon, right?" Mm-hmm. Let's say this was on Tuesday. Right. Then on Thursday, I get a notification that he has liked that post, saying that I am going to be getting to it as soon as possible. Which to me <laughs> reads as I'm. Passive aggressively pushing this like button so that JD will get a prompt on his phone so that he'll know that I'm waiting for this spoiler alert episode. Mm. What do you think? I think you're reading too much into it. Is it? Am I? Because that could be one of two things. It could be also one. my phone, right? It could right. be my phone not giving me my update on time. Oh well, okay. Or, That's three know, things. Yeah. Um, but it could be him just liking that you did respond. Uh huh. Okay. Like oh, he he saw my he saw my little thing. Boom. Yeah. Cool. And let him know that I saw your response and now I am liking it. I am chilling. Okay. Or two, it can be that. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's just liking it. <laughs> it's the same as number one. <laughs> they're both, they're I, reali- I realize it was the same damn thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think, I think you may I do be that all the time. A, this. B, Oh yeah, right now it's just A. It's really just A. Right. Um, but, but you know, we love we love Christopher. Saint no, we do. We I'm do. just teasing. The but. shame of it is, though, is that um, especially with uh, Black Tribbles Prime, I have I do definitely make a concerted effort to get that show up the next morning. Yeah. More often than not, if I am unable to get it up that next morning, <laughs> I do get emails from people or like or, oh, or, yeah. or like little pokes. That's nice. But they're not like, hey, where's the show? They're, Len, are you okay? <laughs> You're so consistent that if you don't show up. <laughs> they figure something's Someone's happened. murdered Len. <laughs> right. Have y'all gone to check Len's house? <laughs> sh- knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. I-, I actually appreciate that. That's lovely. You know um, I mean? Anyway, it was just, uh, I'm just being silly. But um, let's see. I don't think the business model, or we've already talked about that. The news, You're welcome. We talked about the news from San Diego Comic-Con. We did. We, did. we didn't get Not the like Hush a- animated movie, though. I didn't even know about that. I did hear about that. Um, something. Oh, I'm hearing good things. Speaking of which, thank you for the, for the, um, the nudge, St. Saucy. Uh, there is a new Superman animated film, The Death of Superman. And I'm hearing really good things. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, no. It's uh, out? I've seen it. Oh, is it good? It's good. And you know. It's got to be better than that first one, right? Oh yes, <laughs> that was God, that was brutal. God yes, yeah. Um, it's oh man, I didn't know it was really out. Really good. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It is really good. Awesome. So uh, I haven't been keeping up with it. I just know it, it. It's going to exist, and now I know it exists. So tell me, is it a two-parter? Because this, I it, 
the whole thing that I heard was is that there was going to be the death of Superman, and they're also going to be wrapping into it part of my f- favorite stuff, which was the return of the Supermen. Reign of Superman. Reign of Reign Superman. Reign of Superman. You're right. Yeah. Is that um, part of the this? You look like you don't want to spoil something for me. You're making I don't want to spoil face. Yeah, I don't want to spoil. Okay, face then leave for you. it. It's fine. I don't want to spoil things. Okay. Because uh, that's I'm, I'm like, oh, that's what I thought was missing from the last one, amongst other things. Right. But uh, I was like, oh, like the Reign of Superman's going to be in. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is this is really good. This is so good that Randy, because Randy watched it like, like it's we, so good. Even Randy liked well, it. Well, we all like we got advanced copies of it, right? And, nice, nice. And um, Randy was watching it. My hand is out, son. <laughs> I don't have it. If I had it in my bag, I'd hand it right to you. Okay. Rand, well, here's the reason why I don't have it. Randy was watching his copy. Something happened to his copy. And it, so it he stopped, burned his house down. It stopped in the middle. Oh, no. So he called me and said, yo, have you watched Death of Superman yet? I was like, yo, yeah, man. It, it's, dope, it's dope as shit. He's like... I'm coming to get it. <laughs> JD, this was three o'clock in the morning. What? <laughs> that is how much he'd had to finish. First of all, this he texts you at three in the morning? That's acceptable? <laughs> it was Randy. All right. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so um He is a force. <laughs> he came with Alex in tow. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking ah. about that. He's not that bad. Um, but he got the movie. That's awesome. Because he had to finish it. Yeah, but all right. So you're saying this, and you're making it sound like that. That's strange behavior for. Here's for the Ramsey, thing. Who I, was, I wanted him to finish it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it, it, I like Superman, but I don't love Superman. Yeah, yeah. And I like the DC animated movies. I don't fall in. I'm not falling in love with him like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. I still recognize that they're better than anything Marvel animated has done. Oh yeah, but but they're good. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're good for the most part. This is good. All right, I can't wait, man. I'm, is, oh, I'm hyped. I'm stoked. This is good. And now I'm, I'm excited for Hush. So for those who don't know, Batman Hush was a series by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee, probably about ten or twelve years ago. Yep. Uh, everything we said, everything's ten or twelve years ago, and um, it actually probably is longer than that. Is it fifteen? It's probably, I don't yeah. know, yeah. but uh, I remember really liking that when I was coming out. There was a bit of a red herring thing that happened that kind of pissed me off a little bit. A revolved. bit, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was hot under the collar about it, and um, but other than that, I thought it was great. So I'm excited that they're doing an animated film of it. Yeah, I did not like Hush I, because of that. Yeah. I thought I, one, I thought that Hush was pretty much just you know um, Jeff writing um, Jim Lee's wet dream of the com- Batman yeah. comic that he wants to draw mm-hmm. because he threw anything and everything but the kitchen sink oh, into see, it. Oh, see, that's, that's what I like about certain Batman things is that like... I don't mind Batman like things like of, that, yeah. but because I don't think that Jim Lee is a good storyteller, I therefore thought that that was to the detriment to, to the, the story. story. Like, and to be, to be honest, if I want to see an animated Batman story, a Batman story ripped from the comics, animated. I wanted to be the Long Halloween. Yeah, because I, I think it's a better story. I'm, it's only a matter of time. They can only seem to do Batman or Superman stories because they're the only ones that sell. And and then Justice League. Yeah, yeah, because they got Batman and Superman in them. <laughs> um, Batman and Superman, and also Friends. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, even I'm trying to remember if even in the Teen Titans one, because there was like the Judas con. Not no. 
Well, that Teen Titans one is set in that universe. Yeah. And and the only reason that gets over is because Teen Titans is a thing now. People are investing in Teen Titans. It's true. You're right. That's the only reason that got that got over. Because God knows Wonder Woman is not is not getting one. And I actually come away from this, and I was feeling it all along. But having watched Death of Superman, because the Justice League are in there, mm-hmm. and which means it's the Justice League as they've been animated, and it's Rosario Dawson does the voice of Wonder Woman. Oh, you didn't know? She's been doing it in all mm-hmm. of the their their, their drawings. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? Mm-hmm. She's the voice in war. I had no idea that was Rosario Yeah. Dawson. As Wonder Woman? Yes. And she Girl. is... And it was... And I, I was liking it all along, but in this one, she really stood out. Like, yo, she is a good-ass Wonder Woman voice. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, That's so much awesome. so that I hear her now, I think, a little bit more than Susan Eisenberg, who was the voice from uh, Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, man. Yeah, she, I gotta... she kills it. Nice. She's, I just love her and everything. Oh, I do. I just started Luke Cage, too. Mmm. Mm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> without being too lascivious. But real quick, before we get out of here, because I think that pretty much wraps things up. Yeah, it's been but a four-hour show, I think. But, but you mentioned that you had watched Jessica Jones season two. I'm curious what you thought of it. I wanted to like it more than I did, in all honesty. Really? TBH. Uh, I was real excited about it, because Jessica Jones season one was one of my favorites up there with Daredevil and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was a bit of a slog, man. And I... Owe it mostly to because I th- I like what the idea was. Right, what it was going for. Can we talk about it? We can talk about it. It's like mom, her uh, her mom shows up. Yeah, right? and she starts to learn about her past and how she got her powers and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. Which also I, I'm noticing is happening in Luke Cage as well. A little bit because with um, Jessica Jones and her mom now mm-hmm. Luke is is talking to his, his pops. pops. So um, that actress apparently is an award winning actress and I believe has done a lot of stage work. Mm-hmm. Was not great. Oh, really? You didn't feel like she I thought she was rough. It wasn't until like the last couple of episodes where I was like, oh, there's there she is. That's okay. what that's what she's been trying to do, and now she finally got to it. So um yeah, she was brutal, man. Um but I like the idea of Jessica Jones. I don't re- regret watching it. It wasn't as bad as like Iron Fist or anything, but it was a bit of a letdown from season one. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. And Just look in who's time. here. <laughs> Yay. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Gutters. Hold on. Before, all right, since he's here, do you have any, any questions uh-huh. for our segment? Uh, Brandon, ask us. <laughs> One sec. I'm getting the questions. Oh, I have questions. Yeah, Brandon just showed up like the, at the end of the show, people. Yeah, it's not my fault. You don't tell me when you're doing this. <laughs> he doesn't tell me when we're doing it. <laughs> he showed up today, and I was like, oh, we're doing the show today. Cool. I'm uh, here. Okay, let's do the special one. I really wanted to be here for your 100th episode. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys just never acknowledged. So, you know why? Because no, no, I really, no, I, I kind of acknowledged it, but I realized that, I'm sorry, JD, he didn't care. So, what? You know, How can like, you say that? So I mean, I came just, in every week and I was like, JD, are you excited for the 100th episode? And he's like, what? There's a 100th episode coming He up. never <laughs> mentioned uh, it to me. Have we done 100 episodes? He's never mentioned it to me. We're, this is our 102nd. Yeah, I. Forget. Yeah, he didn't care. So I was like, yeah, with that. Well, yeah, the question was to celebrate 100 episodes, <laughs> what are your favorite runs that have reached 100 issues? And, like, what do you think was so special about them that got them to that point? So, yeah. That do you fun. have one, J- Brandon? 
I think the Gwen only Fool's thing. Gwenpool's not at 100 yet. No. I think the only <laughs> thing I read that got to 100 was like Saga. I mean, like, I've read things that got past 100, obviously, like Batman. Uh, Saga's, Saga's not, Saga's not 100. 100. Sorry. The one with the flying. Don't tell me. Superman. I know it. He's got the face. Invincible? Invincible. That is it. He's the flying and the face. <laughs> I was thinking of, because, like. I'm glad you showed up, Brandon. <laughs> with Amazing Spider-Man, I've been thinking about Mark Grayson's face, because it's in Spider-Man now. It is. So, yeah. Oh, he's 100%. Yeah. yeah. He's got three faces that he draws. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's the only thing I've read from, like, one through that's 100 issues. Okay. Did you like that run? Yeah, I liked most of it. <laughs> I liked most of it. Very non-committal. <laughs> I, I love... you talking about Invincible? Mm-hmm. I love Invincible. And I think that anyone out there, if you like comic books and you don't mind a little bit of gore and a little bit of... Um, <laughs> a, a lot of bit of gore. Oh, a lot of gore. Uh, and some earnestness. Mm-hmm. Some earnestness in your... in your. Because it's, it's got a bit of a Silver Age vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, but also blood. So um, I think it's great. If you're not reading and haven't read Invincible yet, yeah, do yourself a favor. It just wrapped up. It's done. Yep. There's, I think there's three Omnibuy that you can get, and it, it's the whole series. But yeah, 100% loved it. Leonard. Okay. You got to run that. Well, I mean, Spider-Man. Sp- <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, of course, Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but um, which Spider-Man? Ultimate Spider-Man? Oh, oh shit. I read, that, that would be my own, I think. Amazing. Sp- I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yep. Brian Bendis and Brian uh, Ma- Bendis. Mark Bagley. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Is there something else that hit 100? Flash? Well, real quick, what was so great about that run, the Bendis-Bagley Spider-Man? It had the perfect um, meshing of action and drama and dialogue mm. and emotion. Okay. And I, I felt like he was just Brian Michael Bendis as a writer, I think has peaks and valleys, as does every creative. And this was him firing on all cylinders almost all the time. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of, you know, very tiny little dips. Yeah. But even at their even at Ultimate Spider Man's worst, it was better than most of the stuff I was reading. Got you. So yeah. I would say because there's a lot of books that I love their complete... Run. Okay, there. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I just realized. Boom. Uh, easily one of my three favorite comic books of all time, Fables. Oh, man. I couldn't do it. I got to change mine again. Now it's I Fables. love Fables. I love, I love the whole playing with the, the you know, these time-honored, you know, fairy tales and legends and, and turning them on their ear. I love the romance of it. I love the comedy. I love the fantasy. I even love when every once in a while they dipped into the horror because it was not too much horror because I'm not a big horror fan. Um, I liked when they did a, like a little riff on superheroes in one of the um, – uh, one of the storylines, uh, I love the Big Bad Wolf and Snow White and their relationship. Big B, uh, yeah, Big B. I love Cinderella was a spy. I'm like, oh my god, this is like so dope. I love how they weaponize um, Sleeping Beauty. Um, it's just like everything about Fables was just <laughs> spot on. Bill Willingham, Steve Leah, Leah Ola, um, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name. I'm sorry. Just great from beginning to end. It's done I now. It was Mark to, Buckingham. Oh, it was Mark Buckingham. But but um, Bill no Bill Willingham was the writer. Yes, and then right. Mark Buckingham, and, Mark Buckingham was the, and Steve Leahola was the was the inker. You're right. My fault. My fault. I, 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 
I always think of that because Steve was the name that I knew when I first started it. So oh, I see. He's the name that yeah. always spots out. Um, yeah, it's done. It's a it's a great run. Uh, so yeah, and then the other one I will I will highlight because you took Invincible. I'll do Savage Dragon. Because hey. for those first hundred issues, Savage Dragon was fun yeah, and man. it was just crazy, insane, mm-hmm. and you never knew what was coming next. And mm-hmm. that's what I liked about it. It took dips yeah. in writing style and yeah. in art style because yeah. Eric Larson was rushing it and sometimes it just wasn't happening. But uh, for the most part, I loved every uh, inch of that book. I wish I could have do, done Preacher, but there was only 63 issues of it. Yeah, because I wanted to do, because I was going to say, like, why the last man? Yeah. I don't think that made it to 100. Nope, nope. You know, so. It's uh, tough, man. 100 issues. Is, and I don't think 100 bullets didn't make it to 100 either. Yes, it did. It had to have, right? Did it? Yeah, of course. Did 100 bullets make it to 100? Yeah, there's, there was a 100 issue run, wasn't it? Yeah, that wasn't was that the whole thing. Oh, maybe thing. it was. But even, but even that, with that 100 bullets, it, and not like 100 nah, bullets, I always but it's quit around 50. Yeah, I never made it. Oh, I, I, made I did it. make I it. I tried it twice, and I was like, "Well, fifty. I, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I'm wasting I, I, my I life." I finished it. I finished yeah. it, and and I, I it, it didn't pay off. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, because like, because like Wolfman and Perez didn't make it to a hundred on Teen Titans. Yeah, Burn didn't make it to a hundred on Fantastic Four. Hmm. I mean, Kirby and Stan Lee made it to a hundred, but I didn't follow it, so I can't really champion it like that. So I, I gave mine. Cool. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Good Brandon. Question, buddy. Yay. Thanks. All right. Yay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street, Pennsylvania. Yes. You can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com or copopgo at gmail.com. You can, if you want to use Twitter, you can hashtag gutter talk. And hit up JD Heroes. JD's. JD's Hero Complex or mm-hmm. at Bat Tribble. Yeah, man. All right. And Kira. Yes. If I, anyone wants to tweet at you, can they tweet? Can they do that? Yeah, they can. I'm at Kirathion. K-Y-R-A-T-H-I-O-N. Brandon? I don't I don't really have anything. Cool. All right. Go, well. No, no. Uh, pay JD Patreon. Oh, hey. Oh, Bra- oh my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, I also have a Patreon. And thank you to Ronnie Strike. Uh, this Tulsa. Morning, Tulsa movie guy. Tulsa movie I guy. saw that. Um, uh, yeah, I've I've got how many? Pat- I got ten patrons now. That's so nice. speaking of which, I'm gonna claim my crisp high five right now. Okay, here we go. Wait, no, no, that was, no. You gotta you gotta put some stank on it. There, oh, ah, ooh, there oh, it is. Okay, mm, that's that's nice. yeah, that was okay. Stunk to high heaven. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Ta-da!